decorated the walls, and a plain, ragged pillow that he had secreted away from his shabby bedroom served as a seat. He plopped down upon it and opened a small package. Ever since the tragic accident the year before, the airplane crash that had taken his parents away, Benjamin had lived at Pinch's home for wayward boys, a dilapidated orphanage converted from a windowless industrial building that once produced dental tools. Ben hated the place, and had good reason for thinking that it was a joke that it even had the word home in its title, for there was nothing about it that felt welcoming at all. First of all, there was the boys' sleeping quarters. Ben spent his nights in a damp cinder-block room that looked much more like a prison cell than a bedroom, and was filled end-to-end with rusted army cots. All the boys at the orphanage slept in the overcrowded room, and there was hardly any space to walk without banging a knee on a piece of furniture or tripping over a pair of shoes that had been left by the edge of someone's cot. It was hot and humid in the summer, and ice cold in the winter, and Ben wasn't allowed to hang even a single picture on any of the walls. Secondly, there was the smell of the place. When Ben first arrived, the overpowering stench of pine-scented ammonia had assaulted him. It felt dizzy for days because of the poorly ventilated hallways. He soon discovered that the pine smell masked a much darker, more sinister odor, something like a mountain of mildewed socks that hadn't been washed in months, and which seemed to emanate from some secret place in the building's basement. Lastly, and most importantly, there were two people that looked for ways to make his life in the bleak institution as difficult as possible. The first was the head of the orphanage, Miss Eliza Pinch, a tall, skinny, elderly spinster whose perfume smelled of an old cat box. Why she had ever opened an orphanage was unfathomable to Ben, for she was very vocal about her hatred for children and seemed to harbour a special loathing just for him. Mr. Roach was the self-appointed disciplined master at the orphanage, and loved nothing more than to dish out punishment to any orphan who looked at him the wrong way. Ben had spent many terrible nights scrubbing the smelly kitchen under Mr. Roach's watchful eye, and deeply resented being punished for imagined crimes that he hadn't committed. Life was certainly a lot different for him now than it had been a year earlier. He'd had a room of his own— with a breathtaking view of the mountains, a big television set that could play DVDs and video games, and two wonderful parents who loved him more than anything. Ben would give anything in the whole world to have his parents back for just one day. Looking down, he opened the bundle and examined what he had smuggled into the doghouse. Twenty dollars in quarters, his savings from helping out Mr. Conkle, the kindly gardener, who had been fired two weeks ago, was shoved inside an old tube sock. Miss Pinch regularly searched Ben's possessions, which were kept in an old shoebox underneath his cot. The old woman insisted that the reason for this was simply routine inspection, but she inspected Ben's box twice as often as the other boys, and Ben suspected that she was hoping to find something that would get him into trouble. Ben had learned from experience that it was in his best interest to hide whatever small valuables he had, or they would mysteriously disappear while being subjected to one of Miss Pinch's probing searches. 
After carefully placing a rusty pocket knife with a broken blade on the ground next to his concealed money, he reached inside the bag and produced his meager food stores. Next to the knife and sock, he set a tin of Vienna sausages and a small foiled-wrapped package of frosted Pop-Tarts, both of which he had liberated from the school kitchen two weeks ago during a punishment for Mr. Roach. He would kill me if he knew. The thought of the greasy cook finding out that he had taken the food filled Ben with sudden dread. He had a fleeting memory of his first week at the orphanage, when, assuming that he was allowed to eat like he had at home, he had taken a cookie from the chip jar on the cafeteria counter. The other boys in line had let out a collective gasp when they saw what he had done, and had taken little time for Ben to realise why they had reacted with such alarm. To his surprise and horror, Ben found himself dragged by his ear into the orphanage filthy kitchen.